In the name of the living God, who is creating, redeeming, and sustaining us. Amen. Imagine you're going to have a supper party. Who do you want to invite into your home? You'll probably want guests who are fun, interesting, easy to get along with, people who won't cause any embarrassment or awkwardness, people who will affirm and not challenge your lifestyle, probably people quite like you. Well, hanging in the north transept in the Middlesex Chapel is an image of a very different kind of guest. A mysterious figure, clothed in a simple white robe and a richly decorated cloak, he wears a crown of thorns. In his left hand, he carries a lantern that shines out brightly into the ominous and gloomy half-light of the world around him. And in his right hand, he's knocking at the door that is firmly shut and overgrown with weeds, a door with no handle on the outside, a door that can only be opened from within. As he stands at the door, he looks out at us with a piercing gaze, a gaze that seems to stare right into the soul, a look of supreme tenderness, patience, and love. Inscribed on the frame of the painting above the figure's head, we see the words, the light of the world. And on the frame under his feet are words from our second lesson today. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. This enormously powerful painting is the work of the pre-Raphaelite artist William Holman Hunt. It is an image he felt had come to him directly from God, and he painted it three times over the course of his life. The first painting was completed in 1853, when the artist was in his 20s, and now hangs in the chapel of Keble College, Oxford. A second version was painted a few years later, and hangs in Manchester Art Gallery. But almost 50 years after that, as he neared the end of his life, Holman Hunt began to paint the same scene again, now needing the help of a student because of his failing sight. This canvas was much bigger than the earlier versions, and he completed the task on the understanding that the work would be sent around the world to help people come to faith, to help those who did not yet know Christ to understand his longing to enter into their lives, to be their guest, if only they could hear him knocking and open the door to him, if only they would repent, turn back from the things that were distracting them and open their lives to what he was trying to bring. Millions saw this painting as it traveled round the world, many traveling hundreds of miles to do so, and at the end of its journey in 1908, it was hung here in the north transept over the altar where we celebrate the Eucharist each morning and where millions more have been moved by its spiritual power as they have sat and pondered its meaning for them. Our readings today share a common theme. Like Holman Hunt's painting, they're about repentance, 
that movement of the human spirit that is a turning away from hardness of heart, from an obstinately shut mind, and a turning towards God and God's purposes for us. In our first lesson, we heard how Jonah finally obeys God's instruction to warn the great Assyrian city of Nineveh of its impending destruction and to bring them to repentance. Though fear of their reaction had caused him to run away the first time he was asked and be swallowed up by the whale, when he repents of his own disobedience and finds the courage to face the task, much to Jonah's astonishment, the Ninevites do listen to him. They put on sackcloth and sit in ashes as a symbol of their repentance. And the king of Nineveh too, hearing of Jonah's message, proclaims an end to evil and violent ways in the city and announces a great fast. And God relents and spares them. In our second lesson, we heard Christ's message to the church in Laodicea as he calls them to account for their lack of commitment. They, like the people of Nineveh, are prosperous. They do not see their need of God, and so they are lukewarm in their love. Christ calls them to admit their weakness and turn back to him, to listen for him, because he is standing at their door, waiting to be let into their lives. The world is a fear-filled place at the moment. And it's tempting to try to hide from the many dangers by turning in on ourselves, bolting and barring the door against the many things that seem to await us outside. But the image that came to Holman Hunt in a moment of divine inspiration, the image of Christ, light of the world, standing at a closed door in a world of darkness, that image invites us to do something different. As we meet Christ's gaze and see him waiting with such tenderness, bearing the scars of that deep love that made him give his life for us, we are invited to renew our trust that this Jesus Christ really is the light of the world, that those who follow him will not walk in fear-filled darkness, but will have the light of life. And in that trust, to open the door of our heart and mind, to repent and let Christ in, so that he can be our guide through all the dark places that are haunting us, imprisoning us, and diminishing our lives. Let us pray. Living God, we thank you for your love for us, for your patience with us. Though the world can seem a fear-filled place, we turn to you and open the doors of our heart to you. Come and share our lives and guide us through the darkness into that fullness of life with you, which is beyond all our imagining. Amen.